welcome back, and we're here for a Switcheroo episode. It's a movie I haven't seen, and it's also our first animated movie, actually. Is it really? Yeah, we I, have I a- keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah, it's a foreign film and an animated one. Though our first foreign film was The Handmaiden, but still. True. Um, yeah, so we're doing Spirited Away today, which is a movie that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, (laughs) so I want to like kind of give a little bit of backstory on why I like it so much and it's actually not my favorite Miyazaki movie Howl's Moving Castle is but this is my second favorite Miyazaki movie so I remember actually watching the Oscars the year that this won like best animated and I remember being so put off because I was like, I've never even heard of that movie. Why did it win the Oscar? <laughs> like, <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> probably like seven, seven oh, or eight. Oh, jeez. What a, what a pretentious 12-year-old. Well, I'm looking up to I see mean, like... Sorry, I mean seven-year-old. I was thinking seventh grade. Oh, and no. And then I... Oh, my God. I'm tired. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm trying to look up, oh, I guess it was Best Animated Feature in 2003, so it would have been almost 10, I guess. Yeah, I was going yeah, we, we, to say, we don't have that much of an age difference. Yeah, it would have been, been 2003. I thought it came out in 2001 for some reason. Um, the, the nominees were Spirited Away, Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit... Stallion of the Cimarron and Treasure Planet. And I think that I was I probably I mad. Ha- I wonder how many people confuse Spirit and Spirited Away. Like, the Academy's full of, like, old people. <laughs> and, like, you know how your grandma buys you the wrong DVDs and it's, like, a knockoff version of the movie you actually yeah. wanted? <laughs> well, I mean, they get, like, screeners of everything, so I'd hope not, because Spirit's <laughs> about a horse. Uh, yeah. I, I think that I wanted Lilo and Stitch to win because, like, I love Lilo and Stitch It is a great a movie. movie. But... This obviously, it more. L- yeah, looking back, obviously, Spirited Away is amazing. And Miyazaki was not there to claim the award because of the war in Iraq. And he was like, I'm not like, fucking going to America. You guys <laughs> suck. Because he is very, like, anti-war. Uh, he's, like, there's a lot of environmental themes in his movies. He's, he's very much, like, a pacifist, as far as I know. Uh, so the first time I saw this, my friend who lived next door to me rented it and was like, you have to watch it with me. I really like this movie. And I was like, that dumb movie that won an Oscar or whatever. Fine, we'll watch it. <laughs> so we watched it. And like, as a nine or 10 year old, I, it was kind of confusing because the the story is so much different from how like American movies are. Yes, it very much is. <laughs> Like, Miyazaki especially, but a lot of Japanese storytelling I've found in, like, reading books and watching shows and movies and stuff over the years, they have a very different approach to storytelling. And I think that I kind of like it better. And maybe, like, if that was all I grew up on, I'd be tired of it by now. But I think that it's definitely, a, like, a refreshing departure from the way that Americans tell stories. Yeah, um, it's very much, like, a vignette kind of storytelling. Which is, yeah. like, a bunch of, like, small things happening. And there is, like, an overarching plot, but it's not, like, act one, act two, act three. Like, yeah. ho- traditional Hollywood films are structured. Yeah, and there's not, like, the stereotypical things that you expect to see happening in each act. Where yes. you're like, okay, so the the friends had a falling out in this act, so now they're going to go on their own growth journeys, and then they're going to uh, come back together and magically be happy at the end and, and forgive each other. It's, it's not really like that. 
So over the years, I got more into his movies, and I actually didn't realize at first that Kiki is a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, that's, which... the, that's the only one of his films I've ever seen is Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, and that one was obviously my favorite for a while because they always played it on Disney Channel, I think, or they played it on something because I remember coming home from the park after I got sick on the merry-go-round <laughs> and my dad found that and we watched it together and I was like, oh, I love this movie. Uh, so I didn't like connect it you know, being a dumb child. Well, yeah. But, You're not going to, like, notice the similarities in animation styles. Be like, mm, I wonder <laughs> if this was the same studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this became one of those movies. A lot of his movies became... I, I don't know how to put it. I basically, a lot of the time, will put them on, and they are so, like, calming and yeah, soothing very, to yeah. me that I will just fall asleep. And that doesn't mean that I don't love the movie for everything that it is, because, like, I obviously have actively watched the movie like tons but when I was really really depressed in college and some in high school I would just put on these movies and like have a little bit of food in bed like I would just eat strawberries in bed (laughs) and like fall asleep watching this movie and I'd wake up feeling so much better and so it's just like one of those things that I know will always make me feel good to put on even if I don't intend to watch the entire thing but when I do watch the entire thing from start to finish I'm, you know, just as happy, and it. I just love, like, that it's held that meaning to me for this many years, because the other night when we put this on to watch it, it still felt the same. Like, I've, I've probably seen this movie, like, 50 times, and I've probably actively watched this movie, like, 20 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a lot, so. Well, that that's really nice. I think it's... I think it's good to have, like, comfort movies like that that you've seen, like, so many times. And, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to fall asleep during them. because It's not because you're bored. It's just because you feel very safe. Yeah. You know? It's a very different feeling than when I fall asleep during, like, Thor. Iron yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> Thor is like, I don't care about what's going on. Good night. <laughs> Except Thor Ragnarok, of course. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like... I, I just never got around to watching this, probably because it's impossible to watch unless you own it. We were mm-hmm. trying to find, like, somewhere. I figured I could rent it off of, like, Amazon or YouTube or something, but no, you can't anywhere. Yeah. It's not anywhere. <laughs> so that's another thing that's, like, kind of frustrating. So there's, like, several different reasons why that is. Miyazaki doesn't like streaming, as far as I know. So it's not available to stream legally. You can't even rent it on Amazon Prime. I don't know if any of his movies you can. I know that they used to show these movies on, like, cable and stuff, but, you know, how are you going to plan that out? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To to watch it for a podcast. And and it is actually (laughs) in theaters this month, but not... I think it's going to be in theaters a few days after this airs. Oh, nice. So it wouldn't have been in time to air this episode where I could have gone to see it in the movies. I'm kind of interested to see on the big screen, but um, yeah, because I also watched the the subtitle version. I did not watch the dub. Mm-hmm. I watched the dub of Kiki's Delivery Service, and I know I I distinctly remember the reason I saw is because my mom worked at Blockbuster at the time. Yeah, <laughs> so we got to actually rent the physical copy of the DVD to see it. Yeah, it's like it's not that much of a difference in experience, in my opinion. I actually watched it subbed this time for the first time ever I'd always watched it dubbed before 
Um, because I didn't realize that my DVD had the Japanese subtitles on there because I swore that I'd looked one time to see if I could watch it in the original version and I swore that it didn't have it on there but it does so this time I watched it subbed and most of the lines are like they obviously change a couple words here and there but most of the lines are like identical like in meaning and everything and I think that the the voice acting is still really good like it still captures what they're saying in the same sort of way yeah as the the american dub which i feel like in a lot of anime doesn't usually happen like (laughs) i feel like the american dub is way too overblown so it's like you get an extreme on one side or another and you're like well what are the emotions actually being felt here because you're not really sure what's real you know (laughs) but i think that i think that this did a good job of when they found their American voice actors, I think they did a good job of that. That's I think uh, it's funny actually that Lilo and Stitch was nominated for the same year because Devay Chase voices Lilo and Chihiro in the dub. Oh, that's interesting. So, and she's the little girl from The Ring and from Donnie Darko. <laughs> and she so. had she had a good few years there, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she was like the the go to, I guess. Um, but her voice acting is definitely, uh, she's definitely more annoying (laughs) in the American version, like, at the beginning of the movie. She's more, like, whiny and snivelly, I feel like. Yeah, Um, I can see that. Yeah. But I think that they did a good job in, like, translating between the two. Because a lot of the time, the American dub is just, like, like, if you grow up watching it like that, you're like, this one's better. But... If you see the Japanese version first, you're like, oh, the dub, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what winds up happening most of the time anyway with this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it was, it was like, a just as good of an experience watching it this way. And I regret that it's taken this long for me to watch it with the actual, like, fucking original voices, <laughs> you know? Uh, I just didn't realize that I had the option to. Because, like you said, it's really hard to find... Um, and also, uh, I think that Disney has, like, exclusive rights. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because their logo came up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this must be why the fucking DVDs are, like, so expensive and impossible yeah. to find, too. Because, like, I even, I wasn't going to buy it, but I was, like, looking it up just to see how much it would be. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not yeah. spending this much money, man. I'm sorry. I'm not I doing think, it. I think when I looked on Amazon, it was, like, Thirty-two dollars yeah, or I something. Was, I was like, no, or maybe more. <laughs> and like, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> my version, even when there were video stores, they were still hard to come by. Like a lot of the times, if you wanted a specific one that they didn't have, you had to have them special order it. Like they would sometimes have like four Miyazaki movies, and they'd all be in like the special covers. Yeah. And it wouldn't be like the one that I wanted to get, but I would like save up my money to get a new Aww. one or like use birthday money to get a new one. And I still yeah. haven't seen all his movies. Yeah, I remember when I worked at a music and DVD store, We uh, Ponyo had just come out, mm-hmm. and uh, that was like the only one we had in the store, but I had no interest in seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ponyo is really cute but it's definitely not as good as the other ones that's I think what i hear one, yeah i he didn't have as much to do with that one i think or like he came out of retirement to do that i don't know he's retired like multiple times and then come back and done other <laughs> stuff i'm pretty sure that's the that's the classic i quit show business i quit and then you come right back yeah just come right on back <laughs> yeah 
And I think part of it is probably because, like, there's so many creepy fuckers that have taken his characters and, like, done creepy drawings of them and stuff, and he's like, I hate those people. People ruin everything. Yeah. (laughs) Because something else unique about him is that he will often have, like, young female protagonists. Yeah, I was just, I was gonna bring that up to you. I really appreciate that, like, it seems like most of his films have, like, young girls as protagonists, and it's Mm -hmm. really refreshing, and it's not, like, in some, like, weird, gross kind of way, and it's not, and they're treated like, you know, people, (laughs) and not like, oh, we need to market to girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really nice from, uh, the two ones I've seen, they're, like, fully fleshed out characters, and they're human beings, and they have flaws, but they're not villainized, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's great. And for this one, he actually kind of got the idea to make this movie because um, I think his friend had a 10-year-old daughter who was just apathetic to everything, and he was like, I want to make a movie that her and her friends would like because they don't have anyone that they could relate to on tv or in movies like they're just apathetic to everything i want to make a movie that they will like and resonate with basically and so he made a movie about a 10 year old girl that's like growing up basically she like is this whiny little brat at the beginning and then she grows up into this like very like confident and self-assured I mean she doesn't grow up because she's still 10 yeah (laughs) but she she goes through a journey of where she she gains confidence and she gains a backbone kind of and she's just better for it I think at the end you know yeah and like when I went to this like not really knowing what to expect honestly like I'd see I knew I'd heard of the movie before obviously and I'd seen like images of it and I'd seen, like, gifts of it and stuff, but pretty much all I knew about it was it had something to do with spirits, and I had no, I had no idea what else was going to happen in it, so it was nice going into this, like, kind of blind and not having any clue what was gonna go down. Yeah. <laughs> like, when their parents, like, like, her parents were, like, eating all that stuff, I'm like, oh, something's gonna happen to them, but then when it it showed them as pigs. I was like, oh, no, I don't know what else I was expecting, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. And it, it just, like, gave me war flashbacks to Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> if anyone's seen that, I'm not going to spoil it then. Never mind. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet. And I know that there's, like, some big twist or something. And I'm there's very, a lot of twists in that movie. So. I'm very curious. Like, I've almost spoiled it for myself so many times Don't because do that's what Don't, I do. The less you know what happens in that film, the better, honestly. Okay. I'm just going to have to watch it. It's one of those things where, like, I I don't know if you do this, but I have a bunch of stuff that I want to watch. And, like, even when we're going through, like, the streaming services we have, Chris will be like, oh, this movie, you wanted to watch that, right? I'll be like, yeah, but, like, not right now. I do that. (laughs) That's all I do is, like, I have, like, a whole, I have, like, queues of stuff in Netflix, Hulu, and HBO now, and I'm like... Yeah, but I don't, I'm not in the mood right now to watch this. I want to watch something I've seen 20 times, so. Which, like, (laughs) that's why I wish that we just had Blockbuster back, because when you would go to Blockbuster, you'd be like, this is the movie that I'm going to fucking watch. Like, (laughs) I'm going to take this movie home, and I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to return it so I don't get any late fees, or so they don't make me buy the whole movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, in theory, that's what you do. A lot of people just (laughs) don't return it. (laughs) And then they pay the price for the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, watching this, though, like, while it was starting, I was like, okay, I'm into this. And then a little bit more into it, I was like, it's good, but I don't know if I'm, like, this is really my kind of thing. 
I was like, I can appreciate like the animation, but I'm not sure if I'm really into this. But then as it kept going, I got more and more and more into it. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I was like, this was great. <laughs> what <laughs> a great movie. <laughs> You're not just saying that, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> I was, I'm, I would have been honest, but like, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've done everyone. That with some. I, I feel like everyone would have come after me if I had said that. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's kind of how I felt like the first time or two that I watched it, especially because like you don't know where the story is going. I'm sorry, the dog is tearing through the house because Chris. Yeah, just I can home. tell. Kiwi, <laughs> take it downstairs. Go. God. <sighs> just like colliding into things down there. <laughs> That's been our special guest star, my dog. Um, <laughs> the first couple times I saw it, I was like confused and didn't really know how things connected together. I guess even though like watching it now, it all makes wait like it makes sense. Like the the movie makes sense. I was just stupid back then. No, I don't. And, th- I, I think so. I don't think it it has to do with being stupid. I think it has to do with what you said before. The structure to this film is very different than what we're used to, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, and also because the stuff that happens is just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and everything that is on the screen is so strange that you're just kind of like, wait, what is that? <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you're like missing stuff a little bit, maybe. Yeah. And then it's like, but when uh, I can imagine on repeat viewings, then everything really comes together. I was kind of lost. Not lost. Like, I could understand what was going on. But like you said, it's just kind of like, I don't know how this connects to the other thing and maybe it doesn't necessarily have to like all connect in a way that's like traditional you know (laughs) yeah and I think that the the spirits and the different creatures and um the the fact that like in these movies there's never really a villain yeah like if there's any villain it's usually war or pollution or like the folly of man (laughs) like it's not like a singular person that's ever like this person's evil there's no redeeming them they're a bad person like he always has these characters that are fully fleshed out they have good sides they have bad sides like the evil witch in this ibaba she's not actually evil she cares for the people that she has in her bathhouse and she actually like kind of realizes sort of the error of some of her ways at the end like yeah, she's just kind of an asshole yeah That's all. exactly <laughs> and then no face is uh loses control of is his or i don't know it's yeah i guess <laughs> there's chihiro that- calls him a he uh, i guess but um yeah he like loses control of just like everything and is just eating everything and goes like mad in the bathhouse basically but then after he's out he's fine and Lynn is like why are you letting him follow you it's he's bad and Chihiro's like no he's just just being there is what made him bad he's fine and then she's right you know and I think that that was a very cool thing to see as a kid like oh we don't have to just have like a mustachio twirling villain yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) like it doesn't have to be like that to have a good movie yeah and that's not how life is a lot of the times either you know Mm -hmm. i love no face (laughs) i loved him every time he went ah i was like oh 
<laughs> He's trying to give her presents. Aww. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not really sure, like, I'm, I still don't know all of the, the, like, backstory yeah that was to my, all the spirits and everything yeah when i was watching that i was like i feel like i'm missing a lot of the significance of this stuff because i don't know a lot about japanese culture or japanese religion or anything like that mm-hmm. i'm sure if we like looked it up we'd be like oh and then yeah. get like new levels of depth and meaning to the film but yeah. i don't but i don't know anything about it i'm just like oh this is kind of weird <laughs> okay but i'm into it <laughs> Well, one of the differences in the subtitles was at the very beginning when Chihiro goes, Mom, what are those little houses or whatever? And in the Japanese version, she says, oh, they're like Shinto shrines um, or just shrines or whatever. And she says, people pray to them. And in the American dub, she says, um, I think she says, they're little shrines. People think that little spirits live in them or something like that. Like she doesn't say that they pray to them. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a an interesting yeah. change. I think probably probably because in America we would have to have that explained to us that it's like spirits and not like a Christian kind of praying, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, so I think that a lot of it is based in like Shintoism, if that's the proper term to say. I think it is. <laughs> or I think, maybe from just what, Shinto. From what I recall of my manga days, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That is, Shinto is, is the the belief system, but I didn't know if it was, like, Shintoism or I think, just Shinto. Don't quote me on that, though. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, so there are various spirits, and the bathhouse, and, you know, a lot of other countries, they have public bathhouses where you can go and relax, and it's, like, a very communal, community-type thing. Uh, which Americans don't have and we think is like we 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 have them here they're just not like a thing like I think the closest thing would like as uh Korean spas are becoming more popular yeah but um other than that like uh Turkish bathhouses like when people hear bathhouse in the U.S. they immediately think like a gay orgy Mm because that's how they've been historically used uh in the country in the 20th century was like for meeting places for gay men and that sort of thing so i think yeah. that's what it's coded as to us yeah but in other places it's just like what you do yeah yeah <laughs> it's um it's interesting i really wanted to take a bath after watching this movie <laughs> same it always sounds really good but then i start filling up the tub and i'm like this is so much water and then i'm gonna have to like sit in it and then i'm gonna get bored and then i'm gonna drain all the water right away and it's just gonna be such a waste like yeah, well, I've gotten into baths. <laughs> now that I live somewhere new where I can actually sit in the bath, yeah, it's it was because I get I've been getting like more sore and stuff, so it's been like great for that, and also just a chance to like not be on my phone or on the computer, you know, and just like sit there with my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I used to take my laptop in the bathtub or not in the bathtub in <laughs> in the the bathroom with me and watch like movies and stuff on it when I, or like play music but I would be either reading or just alone with my thoughts otherwise this is very nitpicky but mm-hmm. like when he was like oh I just put a spell on the soot and then they can carry the coal I'm like if you have a spell to make soot 
into a living being, why can't you just use a spell to warm the baths? <laughs> or use a spell to levitate the coal into the boiler? <laughs> I don't understand. I know yeah. that's not the point. Like, I'm bringing logic into something where it does not belong. <laughs> but, like, I was just like, you can literally create life <laughs> out of soot. Yeah. What well, <laughs> I think that there's also, um, soot sprites are, like, a thing in, uh, my neighbor Totoro too oh. and so I think he's just like making them into sprites I, I don't know it's there's probably some sort of logic where like it would be more effort to uh consistently like, be like floating things with your mind into the boiler or like warming all the baths and making sure that they stayed hot yeah. whereas if you could just like enchant something else to do it continuously where they you know they have to work <laughs> it's kind of like the house elf thing which is kind of bad except they're not like you know as much of fully formed creatures yeah um but yeah i mean uh, yeah <laughs> but it's magic so whatever with the boiler with the first time she goes in there too the sound design for that mm-hmm. scene was great like the the sound of like the coal was like mm-hmm. really like it sounded so nice it was so oddly satisfying <laughs> And, like, uh, when she steps into the room, the sound design in this film in general is just really great. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why it feels, like, such a... Such a fully formed, like, masterpiece, basically. Yeah, it it is. It very easily could have not had all that extra, like, background noise and stuff like that to kind of fill in the atmosphere. And I think that makes it It so much better. Yeah. And... Obviously, the animation is incredible. That yeah. kind of goes without saying. And and it's all hand-done because he hates com- computer animation. Yay. I'm sure it's literally it all hand-done. And he actually didn't have a script starting out the story. Oh, wow. Um, which is kind of how he works, I guess. Like, things just sort of organically evolve. I can see that. And they, like, storyboard as they go, I think. <laughs> I mean, that that's... It sounds stressful. It's it does sound, <laughs> it sounds stressful, but I can definitely see it because I'm I'm the kind of writer who doesn't do outlines. Same. And, and like I just like I think about it very very hard, and then I just start writing, and then I just kind of see what happens. I mean, I have like a general idea of where I'm going, but like everything else, I'm just kind of like, oh, let's just see where the characters take me. If I start writing an outline, it feels like homework. And then mm-hmm. by the time I'm done with the outline, I'm like, well, I kind of wrote it already, so I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not interested. So it's, it's just not how I think. Yeah, I that's kind of the same with me, too. But then that ends up, I don't end up finishing things a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, you can write an outline and also not finish it, too. It's just the risk you run. <laughs> True. <laughs> when you're trying to start literally anything. I say, I'm literally staring right at my notebook where I'm supposed to be writing something. And it's just like, I can feel it glaring at me. It's like, you haven't written anything in weeks. And I'm like, I know, shut up. I'm going through something, okay? Just leave me alone. Yeah, I haven't written anything in a while because work has been exceedingly exhausting. Just, it is exhausting having a full-time job. Yeah, you did have one for a long time, so that makes sense. It takes some getting used to. No, it's it's always like this for me. Yeah. Like you just don't there's there's not a lot of time left in the day when you get home from work, especially when you have like a dog to take care of and like 
you know, if you need to cook and clean. And, and, then, and then by the time all that's done, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Shower and... Ugh. Yeah. And, like, the whole little uh, the thing where she goes and, like, they take her name and they're like, now you're going to work. I'm like, this is life as a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is literally it. This is a job interview. Yeah. So they take their names and they kind of like lose a part of themselves and we see that a lot of people actually forget their names and that's how she holds power over them, which is crazy. And like, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, I want to talk about this theory that I hate, but it's a theory that people have about the movie and I have to admit that it does have some grounds for thinking it. But I just really hate when people take, like, children's movies, basically, or, like, children's things and try to make them edgy. Um, I think that a lot of the times people, like, try way too hard. They and do. it's even cringier. Yeah. But the theory for this movie is that the bathhouse is basically, like, a place of prostitution. And that Yubaba is, like, a madam. And um, there's a lot of other, like you know, evidence, quote-unquote, to support the theory of, like, how the sex trade in, in Japan works and, uh, like, the taking of people's names and giving them a different name and stuff like that. Um, sen means nobody, I'm pretty sure, or no one. Uh, so that's, like, an I... interesting kind of fact about that. But I don't I don't, I don't really think... like that theory. <laughs> I, I can't see Miyazaki making a movie like that either. I mean I mean I, it's it's a, I'm not saying it's not a valid personal interpretation, yeah. but I don't think that was the author's intent. <laughs> yeah. Behind I it. I think that there possibly could be parallels to it that they thought of as they were writing it that yeah. they were like, "Oh, this could also be applied here." And I think that some of the people involved with the film have kind of alluded to it being maybe having a kernel of truth but it's never been confirmed obviously i could see uh, so. it something like that maybe used as like inspiration yeah but as the core basis of the film i i i know yeah i, I don't think it doesn't feel to be, right <laughs> like i don't think it's all supposed to be a big euphemism or no, metaphor no, for not. like what she's actually going through you know no, what I mean? like it's not sucker punch you know it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's more alice in wonderland than sucker punch <laughs> and a lot of the other stuff is like informed from kind of miyazaki's life too just like he you know he wrote the character based on a friend's daughter and the scene where they're removing the bicycle from the stink spirit um, yeah, that scene. He, <laughs> he actually, uh, as when he was younger, was helping cleaning up a polluted river, and he said he pulled a bicycle out of the river, and it was so um. stuck in all the muck and nastiness that it required like ten people to pull it out. He said, "I cleaned a river once, my local river, and there really was a bicycle. It was stuck in there. Ten of us wrapped a rope around the bars and slowly pulled it out. We really cleaned up the river, and the fish are back, and that's why I added that scene." 
All right, so. that scene makes more sense to me now. I didn't understand yeah. what what that was going for. I was like, this is cool, and I feel <laughs> I, I feel really gross looking at this thing. I feel mm-hmm. like I need to take a shower myself, but I don't <laughs> I don't get it. But now I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is definitely one of the things on a rewatch that you understand more because once you get to the end and you realize that Haku is like a river spirit, then you realize that this is also a river spirit and that all of the stuff stuck in it was pollution from the river and yeah. once they release it then he's free to go back and be a clean nice river again <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah it's, i think I, I do think this is the kind of film you need to see a few times to get all of it yeah for sure there's still like the giant baby i still don't understand that the part gi- oh, listen <laughs> giant babies scare the fucking shit out of me, me too and it's because of that rugrats episode <laughs> It, I'm pretty sure in the American dub that the giant baby is voiced by whoever did the voices for Phil and Lil. Oh my god. Because it sounds the same. I don't know that for sure. I'd have to, I need to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that it's the same voice actor god. or actress. I, I don't know if I ever, I, I, I feel like I explained how much the episode scared me as a child that I've <laughs> talked about on here, but maybe I haven't. If I have, I'm talking about it again. I was an only child and like that episode (laughs) was like my worst nightmare i had nightmares about that episode where that baby came to my house and started pushing (laughs) me around in like an italian mobster and like and i i watched clips of it now and i'm still freaked out by it and then when that giant baby showed up i was like oh no this one's even bigger (laughs) it is really freaky it's I don't. Just, I don't like disturbing. babies either, especially like when they're bigger than they're supposed to be. Uh, and its butt was out. I, I yeah. laughed at that, admittedly, but <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> You're like, I'm an only child, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> I feel like it is so easy to tell. Like, all of the different types of people, like, where you're at in your family, like, once you realize, like, if somebody's like, oh, I'm an only child, or oh, like, my parents are divorced, or oh, I'm the middle child, or oh, I'm the baby, like, it's so obvious once they say that, and you're like, ah, that explains so much of your behavior, and I say this as a younger sibling, which completely explains a lot of my shit, too, so, I no judgment, I'm just saying, you can just tell, you know? yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was also never someone who wanted like a brother or sister. Like I've heard of yeah. like only children be like, man, I wish I had someone to play with. I'm like, no, oh, they're no. my toys. <laughs> I'm not sharing them. Yeah, I'm some like, idiot. <laughs> I feel like you very much have that kind of like personality. Like I'm not sharing. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and like me, my sister was so much older than me that like we had to there there's certain dynamics that are there, but also like she had aged out of like most of the stuff that I liked by the time that I was around. So I still didn't really have to share a lot of stuff or like do a lot of things a certain way. And like I was definitely not as like I wasn't disciplined as much as she was, and she thought that it was because you know, I was the baby, but it was just because, like, I wasn't acting out because, like, she acted out a lot. <laughs> but she resented me for it, and that, like, informed our relationship and, like, informed probably my relationship with, like, authority figures <laughs> now. <laughs> so 
There's a lot of it that Get, makes sense. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all the gifts of the food in, in uh, Miyazaki movies. Oh my god, yes. It's so beautiful. It looks so good. It makes me so hungry. Like, I like, literally... You can't blame the parents for eating all I that know. stuff. I, that would have been me. It looks amazing. <laughs> me too. Like, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I'd be turned into a pig. That's what I am. I mean, I think my only hesitation would be, like, how weird it was that there was just, like, food there. Oh, yeah. No, I... <laughs> I certainly wouldn't actually have done it just because that is really fucking weird. But with some prodding, <laughs> with some prodding from the parents, like just try and be like, I would have been like, okay, and then I yeah. would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> Probably as a ten year old, if my parents had been like, it's fine, we're gonna pay for it, we just like have to wait until somebody comes up. Like, this is a buffet, we're supposed to do this. I probably would have been like, oh, are you sure? And they would have been like, yeah. And I've been like okay, I guess, you know, because, like, you're supposed to trust your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good that she didn't. <laughs> yeah. And it always drives me crazy. Like, her parents are kind of dicks. Like, when mm-hmm. they're going through the tunnel. They are. And she's holding onto her mom's arm, and she's like, don't cling to me, you'll make me trip. Like, what? I was, I was like, rude. <laughs> Jeez. And then she does it again when they're coming back out of the tunnel. Oh, yeah, speaking of that, they've been gone mm-hmm. for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it'd be one of those things where, like, in the real world, no time has passed. But no, their car is covered in leaves and is yeah. full of dust. Like, where does everyone think they are? Like, what what did the movers do? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> did they just leave their stuff outside? Like, what so, happened? <laughs> there's another theory about that, too, because if you look at the, um, the stone statue that's, like, embedded in the ground, um, it has a face clearly etched out when they go in and when they come out it looks like it's been worn off and like weathered so people are like oh not only were they in there for like you know a couple of days or whatever like more than just the maybe hour that the parents thought that it was they're they're like oh they've been in there for like years and like everybody that they know is probably dead i also hate that theory my theory is that yes they've been in there for like a couple of days or like a couple weeks or however long it took for the, the events of the story to unfold and my theory is that the stone statue held some sort of power over this entrance and once they came back out it just became like a normalish rock because the magic went out of it or something makes that's sense. what i choose to believe i think because... that makes sense I, I think both of those things make sense it's just the, the first thing is much more depressing yeah like i don't <laughs> like the, that depressing take on it i don't like thinking that like they're gonna get to their house and like you know it's been years or something and it's not even their house anymore and everyone thinks that they're dead yeah <laughs> yeah especially because like such significance was like given to the statue at the beginning there was like multiple up close shots of it before they were going in and like Mm -hmm. you even get get the sense that like this thing has something going on with it something (laughs) yeah i think that it was like pulling them in and trying to trap them and then once they were out and they wouldn't they weren't able to be trapped or whatever then it lost its power and like maybe it'll show up that way to somebody else in the future but not to them because it's like done now and like if it had been years it's a road like don't you think someone would have been searching for them and it's they can literally see their house from the road like they would have found the car yeah yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) and there would have been like the car wouldn't have been there anymore if it had been years because they would have been like this is a missing persons case we're gonna take this car as evidence (laughs) (laughs) like it just it it's not realistic I hope I don't want it to be that that's the answer to it because I just don't like that depressing like edgy bullshit theory take on everything yeah I figured it had been like weeks 
Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe maybe most like a couple months or something like that. Not I don't even. think it was months. I mean, I, well, at most we it see been. we see her going to sleep like maybe twice, right? Yeah. Like only only a couple of days. So I don't think that it was more than like maybe 2 weeks. I don't know. Probably. Who knows? <laughs> and it there, you know, the time could have also passed. Yeah, it could it time, differently. Yeah, differently. Oh, the whole, the the fucking song for uh, no place. His butt keeps getting bigger, so there's plenty to kiss. <laughs> I like had to pause it <laughs> and write that down. I, I love was it. like, wow, that's wow. Okay. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the clips of the American version on YouTube or anything. I, I forgot to, so no. But it's so cute. The little frog guy is like, ha 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 ha. His butt is getting bitter, so there's plenty there to kiss. Ha 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 ha. He's <laughs> <laughs> like. It's- that's it great. I love it. Every time. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love all of the little details too in the movie, like how she, like how carefully she like takes off her shoes and socks and like tucks her socks into her shoes, yeah. and just like the little moments of of breathing room in between where you just get that beautiful scenery and music and like subtle movement, and they call that ma, just like those small moments in between things so that the story can breathe basically and i appreciate that so much especially in the day and age of all the superhero movies that mm-hmm. suck ass and it's just constant <laughs> constant action and cgi and yeah. then like wooden acting where no one can emote to save their fucking life it's just like relentless and just keeps coming at you endlessly and yeah it's nice to like you said let a story just breathe for a second yeah. We just take it in before we continue. Like, I don't care what you say about the MCU. Like, I would absolutely rather watch the first two X-Men movies, the first two Spider-Man Raimi movies, and Elektra any day <laughs> over the MCU. And I was waiting until Elektra. I know that everybody hates it. I haven't watched it in a while, so I'm sure that my opinion has changed. But I fucking loved it as a kid. I wanted to be Electra. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't want to be, like, the, the bad parts of her, I guess. Yeah. But I liked that movie. I don't think that it's that bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm... And, and I think that a lot of people kind of conflate Daredevil with the Electra movie because, like, the Daredevil movie was really bad and because she was in that first. But I saw Electra before I saw Daredevil. And I think that's where everyone else went wrong. <laughs> you gotta watch in the other order. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I will not apologize. <laughs> I like good an movies. Apology. <laughs> I like good movies and I like fun movies. And yeah. you can't take that away from me because if I had a good time watching it, it's a good movie. Yes. Like my deep and abiding love for Charlie's Angels. Yeah, Charlie's and Angels coming. was a good, fun movie. Charlie's Angels, I watched that every single day for an entire <laughs> summer, and I had it shit memorized. I would play it to myself while I was going to sleep in my head. Oh my god. I know. Little, it, little baby bye. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's coming to Netflix. I saw that this morning. I was like, I'm <gasps> very excited as well. It's good that this movie doesn't go into a male love interest yeah, so, like she does. Like it, it has to do with love, but it's not like, a, oh my god, it's like a boy, and mm-hmm. like he's so cute, 
oh, I gotta save him, you know, that kind of thing. And, like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, like, normal, like, child kind of love, because it's, like, a river spirit, and you gotta, like, love, I don't know, I'd have to see the movie again to really, like, get into it. The, yeah the metaphors and shit probably but like yeah but yeah it, it's not like girly girl like even, I feel even bad saying girly girl because that's even <laughs> that's playing into stereotypes too and yeah. it's it, it's just it all sucks yeah it, it sucks because like it, on one hand like I feel like the problem with it is like it's not inherently bad obviously to show like women like loving men or having feelings for men as uh, boys as children or anything like that yeah but it can't be all there is you know yeah there should be more movies like this one where it's not like even a thing in the movie at all (laughs) yeah you know like it's like like oh god there's more to life than just having a crush on a boy like who would have fucking thought like jesus christ (laughs) holy shit yeah (laughs) i got other stuff going on in my head i don't think so (laughs) I think that there's definitely like a, you could read like slight romance into yeah, it. Yeah, you can for sure, like, but it's not like she's ten. Yeah, she's ten. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> and also it's not the point of the story. Yeah, and like he's a river spirit. She's ten. It's complicated. That's they're <laughs> friends. That's her Facebook status. They're just friends. <laughs> like it's the story is unconventional, and so too is the relationship between the characters. They have a mutual respect and understanding at the end of the movie, which is so nice. Like, it's such a a nice thing to have. And the giant baby and her have a mutual respect for one another. And the giant baby is like, "Uh, if you're mean to Sen, I'll never talk to you again. He's (laughs) like, I won't like you anymore. And she's like, no, no. (laughs) And, like, everybody is rooting for Sen at the end, and Urchihiro, and... uh, it's just like so good like the cranky you know spider spirit uh mr kamachi what is it kamachi right i think so kamachi kamachi yeah it definitely started with a k yeah um i should know this i watched this god (laughs) it's okay lita (laughs) i just don't remember names very well But, yeah, I mean, everybody is cheering for her. The radish spirit helps her, like, all along in, like, its subtle way. Like, how it piles into the elevator and, like, hides her. And the first time you watch it, I feel like it's not as obvious. Like, you're just like, oh, it's just a patron of the the bathhouse that's confused or whatever. But no, the radish spirit is, like, helping her. Yeah. Because there's, like, a knowing look, and then they go up to Yubaba's office, and he's like, okay, well... I saw you off to your stop. I'm going back down. <laughs> and then the dances in the background. I don't know if you like saw because some of those things in the background you don't really see the first time you watch it. But like all of them are like dancing in the background, and I think the radish spirit is like waving little fans around. Like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I <laughs> missed so it. Aww. <laughs> I'll have to see. I'll have to find a clip of it and show you. Um, let's see if I can find it right now. Oh, here he is. <laughs> Oh my god. I love it. It's so cute. I love it so much. We're gonna have to put that on the Twitter for sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of cute moments in this movie. Yeah. And there's just, um, I love too the camaraderie between Chihiro and Lin. Even though Lin is like, you're a brat. Like, save please and thank you. I can't believe that you have such bad manners. And then 
when she's getting her her clothes and her like bedroll and everything and she starts crying somebody's like i'm trying to sleep and she's like no it's the new girl she doesn't feel well yeah and like everybody's really nice to her yeah that and, was nice uh, i don't know it's i like when they're like hanging out on the uh the balcony looking out at the water and like having their snacks they're like bow or whatever it is yeah. also god i want buns i want some steamed buns <laughs> i want the uh, one of the shots i really like too is when they're going through like the flowers and stuff mm-hmm. when that happened i was like whoa <laughs> yeah some of them i'm like how did they hand draw this how did they do this like like that part looks cgi'd honestly it looked yeah. it, it looked a bit like that bit in beauty and the beast where they like go down it like it looks amazing but it looks like the enhanced it with cgi yeah and i'm honestly like i don't think that there is any cgi i i mean i could be wrong someone could have convinced him to use it for that shot specifically maybe yeah but i'm maybe it's just like crazy camera movements or something i don't know maybe we have to, we'll have to look into this <laughs> how did the flower scene spirited away get filmed finding gifts but <laughs> i know <laughs> whatever but <laughs> it looks cool it looks cool is the point if they use if they enhance that part with cgi okay. that's fine i don't Some, think i'm not this against says uh, just this random website that i found says another beautiful cgi scene of running through flower bushes is so well done that it seems like 3d so apparently it was. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, if it, if it, as long as it's not the whole thing, because, like, I think we've talked in here before about the best CGI in, like, regular films is the ones, the stuff you don't notice, or it, like, it looks really realistic. Like, in the social network, they had, like, a bunch of CGI, and you're like, they had CGI in the social network, and there's yeah. actually, like, a ton of CGI in that movie. But, like, if it's to enhance the art that's hand drawn, I don't see an issue with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not the whole movie. Yeah, I'm maybe just thinking about like, I'm maybe just thinking about um, his other reactions to CGI stuff, and like, maybe they did actually use it in the movie, but I don't know. It doesn't matter really. <laughs> it looks that part looks great. So yeah, it's all beautiful. Like the movie, it's, it's, honestly, to me, the movie is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I could de- I could definitely see that for sure (laughs) yeah for me because i mean it is a good movie and i really liked it it's not entirely my usual cup of tea Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying which is understandable i i totally get that yeah but i definitely see why you like it and it is a really well done entertaining beautiful film yeah i mean i kind of expected that anyway (laughs) because i really i really like kiki's delivery service as a kid and everyone always speaks so highly of all these movies and yeah of course you see like the animation and you're like well (laughs) probably the story is at least okay (laughs) if they have like all this talent these talented artists working on it you know yeah but (laughs) it, it it is very different from the stuff we usually see which is interesting to watch yeah and it's a it's a movie that can be enjoyed by anyone of any age like just because it it's ostensibly like for kids yeah it is also for adults as well and everyone can enjoy it 
so that's nice. It's it's rare sometimes for children's films to feel accessible to everybody, and everybody can get something out of it. Yeah, like there's they don't use like cheap gags and ploys and stuff. Yeah, but it's still very accessible to to kids and funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's very funny. Yeah, like I I mean Chris has seen it probably half as many times as I have because I've made him watch it so many times with me (laughs) and he still laughs at parts of it with me too so and it's so funny I was just looking up because we mentioned Howl's Moving Castle and you need to see that at some point too yeah and I was looking for it on Amazon and I was like oh wow it's really cheap and I just looked up Spirited Away again there's a new listing where the blu-ray is $15 and the dvd is 12 and then the old listing, one of them is $26, and one of them is $23 for the DVD, and $98.99 for the Blu-ray, which Why? is the one that I saw before. <laughs> Why? Like when... Did Miyazaki kiss it? Like, <laughs> like did he bless the DVD? Is that why it's $100? I don't understand. <laughs> and it literally says Walt Disney on it, so it's not, like, one of the Japanese versions of the film. Because, like, a lot of the times, stuff that you get from there is, like, more expensive because of the import, importing, the tariffs, the, I don't know, taxes. Yeah. Tax business that's related to the uh, export and import and GDP and um, economics. Yeah. (laughs) More buzzwords. (laughs) Wow, what an on-topic podcast we've had this month. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you don't like it, you can leave. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> we're, I think we're the only podcast that actively encourages people not to listen to us. <laughs> we want to see our listenership go into the negative values, actually. Yeah, we want just two people. Like, I don't even listen to our podcast anymore, no. <laughs> I was going to say, how does that work? You edit the podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just add the intro and outro music and you don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't cut any of the big, no. I No I big pauses. You cut quite a bit nothing. of editing, yeah. It depends on how I'm feeling that day and how much time I have. Like, sometimes I'll cut out a lot of our pauses and, like, ums and ahs. And other times I'm like, I can't do this right now. So I'll leave more of that in. And I'll only cut stuff that's, like, us saying, hey, edit this out. Or us going on, like, a literal 20-minute tangent. (laughs) There's only been, like, two or three times when that's happened where there is, like, we went on such a long tangent and I just cut all of it out because I was, like... No one, even myself, cares about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> got cut. <laughs> but I try not to, like, cut out everything that we talk about, because then that wouldn't be... That's not know. fun. Yeah, like, I think that we like hearing... Like, the, if we do it for the two of us, to be honest, we, we, we like hearing what we talk about. <laughs> same, yeah. Like, we do it for us, we do it for a couple of our friends. And, like, something I've noticed, uh, to anyone listening who knows me I don't think I'm specifically talking about you <laughs> though I probably am but <laughs> but I've noticed like mostly like uh amongst the friends who say we go on too many tangents versus the people who do like the tangents the people who like the tangents are women and the people who don't like the tangents are men and I feel like that's very telling <laughs> yeah and also like I'm sorry dudes my dudes my <laughs> beloved my dear himbos <laughs> I know that you listen to podcasts that have just a bunch of fuckers thinking that they're comedians. They probably are, but they're all in the same circle jerky circle of comedians in Hollywood or in New York. And they all go off on these ridiculous riffs and tangents. And like, 
you don't think it's a tangent because it's improv. Okay, <laughs> because it's still a tangent. It is. All right. Yeah. I listen to the same types of podcasts. I know exactly what we're looking at here. Like, and I like that when that happens in podcasts. Yeah. And I know that you people like it too. Sorry that we're not as funny as those guys, but we also don't get paid. So in, you don't have to pay anything to listen to us. <laughs> we're just calling people out we're just insulting our coming for throats okay we only release we we, we love you we love you guys yeah if you're listening we love you there's no one specific that yeah no it's just like a general thing because you know but uh i feel like if we this podcast was more popular i think we would get random dudes telling us oh my god just talk about the film and stop talking about this random bullshit you bitches <laughs> but that's literally every single podcast it is every by women. single po- like yeah. there's plenty of them that have one star reviews even like i listen to a lot of podcasts again now because i've been working again and people will talk about like bad reviews that they've gotten and even like the podcasts that are so tight and clean and like really really effective and good people still get bad reviews on them and they're like this really hurts our feelings just like don't leave a bad review or like the reviews where they'll they'll leave a good review but it'll be like oh i really love this host but the other host she's really annoying and it's like what do you think is gonna come of that do you think that the host is gonna seriously like dm you on twitter and be like oh my god you're right that she Let is me, so annoying like yeah, they're a co-host is. we're gonna fire her right now because you yeah. said that <laughs> like they're literally co-hosts what the fuck are you thinking like why would you compliment one and insult the other i think i think people type that stuff it's like that whole thing is like it's something you would never say to someone's face but you feel okay yeah. say, uh, typing it on a on the internet I think some of these people would say it to people's faces, honestly. But the internet emboldens them. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate. But, yes. You know. <laughs> Anyways, I think that we did pretty good. We talked about Spirited Away. Let us know what you think about Spirited Away and where you were when Miyazaki won the Oscar for this because he wasn't there, but <laughs> you might have been. <laughs> I don't think anyone who's ever been to the Oscars listens to this podcast, but you never yeah, know. I mean, like, watching the Oscars, whatever. Like, he probably wasn't even watching the Oscars when he won. He was probably, like, fucking off in the countryside somewhere being like, I'm having the time of my life. But you can follow us at YWT Podcast on Twitter. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, not Spotify, because they don't do that yet. Stitcher. One of the other ones. I think those are the only two. <laughs> those are the only two. You can only review us there, so if you try to review us anywhere else, you're in the wrong place. And, and once again, <laughs> make me not the only review on Stitcher, please. <laughs> it just, it's just sad. It just looks sad. <laughs> At least on Apple, we have two reviews that are not from us. <laughs> I didn't know that anyone listened to, like, I don't know who uses Stitcher. Like, I feel like most people probably use Apple Podcasts, so, yeah, right? There are I people who use Stitcher. They to use stitcher oh interesting yeah because like why would you, you do that because stitcher has original programming that has ads in it and if you pay for stitcher premium you can either get bonus you get bonus content and you get no ads on those oh, shows so I, I see i see yeah i didn't know that but yeah do that because that would be nice if you did that we'd like it if you did that yay we will not you get nothing if you do it but you get a sense of satisfaction knowing you get that you helped us out. Yeah, you get kudos from us. You get kudos to you. You get a cookie that you probably will make yourself. <laughs> but just know that 
Think of the, us when you the eat spirit, the cookie. <laughs> the spiritual ghost hands of me and Jackie are helping you bake the cookies for yourself that you are inspired to make because you left a nice review on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say, we'll give you a bath, but no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> we will not do that. I will never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I've been Jackie. And I've been Lita, and this is Why Haven't You Watched That. Bye! Bye!